We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. That's why plenty of times when done strategy-wise for, well, who do you select for goalkeeper? And I go, when in doubt, build the rest of your lineup, and then whoever fits, just throw in. Mm-hmm. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird and Jordan Cooper. Welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, senior soccer editor of Rotowire.com. Joined by Jordan Cooper to discuss the past weekend's DFS happenings. Jordan, how was your weekend? My week my weekend was fine, even despite not scoring a ton with my goalkeepers. Oh, boy. Except for Sunday. Sunday, Loris. Okay, he kind of screwed me. We'll get to goalkeepers later because people are talking about it. and so They always talk about goalkeepers. <clears throat> mm-hmm. it's, 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 the, it's the meme of DFS soccer. Right, right. Um, like I said, we'll get to there. We'll get there. Saturday, we had um, our Dusan Tadic without James Ward-Prowse. Um, in our, we talked about guys we liked in our uh, cash lineups uh, last on Thursday. I think the only one that we were not expecting and weren't overly surprised was the Liverpool 
uh, defensive uh, switch where we didn't see uh, Trent Arnold, Alexander Arnold. I get that mixed up every time. Whatever it was. Uh, Joe Gomez started in his spot, and then Andrew Robertson started at left back in place of Alberto Moreno, and yet James Milner also started, but he was in the midfield. Uh, I said last week that there was... I couldn't fathom paying 7500 for James Milner. And you said, if you had a monopoly of set pieces, you have to consider it. And I played James Milner. And, and he got 10 points. He so, got 10 I mean, points. It's not, he did enough, I guess, for his salary. But uh, I, he he was the one person that I faded, other than other than Pickham, which we could get into where, like, half the tiers didn't have any players to pick. <laughs> uh, but, we'll get there, uh, yes. But uh, in, the, in the lineup construction that, that I was going towards uh i found no place for a 7400 7000 whatever defender uh that playing in the midfield with henderson and winaldum not knowing how attacking he's going to be in open play like yep. the, the set piece responsibility i i was perfectly fine for i mean it's similar to what happened with uh granite jaka in, mm-hmm. in the late game for arsenal that we said previously on the podcast that if el Neni's in Jaka had more value in open play, but then Ramsey started, which meant that Jaka was in a deeper defensive role, although he got all the corners right. regardless. So the floor goes goes down a bit, and the upside goes down a bit. So with all that uncertainty, uh, Jaka at 3,700, I didn't mind taking that risk. Yep. Milner at 7K, I, I, would, have to, I would have to punt somewhere else. And I wasn't necessarily thrilled. I mean, I wasn't thrilled about picking Tadic. It's Chalk. Chalk Tadic is is the biggest tease in DFS. <laughs> Chalk Tadic. Not when you pick him, regardless if James Ward-Prowse starts or Stephen Davis is in or whatever. But when Tadic becomes, oh, Southampton's at home and favored. Uh, but there are other options that have floors. Uh, so Tadic ownership goes down a bit. But when it's like, oh, like he's going to be high owned, yeah. that's when he puts up the two. And he tried to do it, Andrew. Yeah, he did. He really did. He had <laughs> the yellow card. 18 minutes in, I'm like negative 2.5. Yep. Shock Tadic did us in again. Yeah. And then he got bailed out with a penalty. He wasn't overly chalk, though. I mean, he was he was not not everyone had him. And well, um, in cash, it was it was well enough. Well enough. Well chalk. enough. Right. That's the, right. The midfield chalk was a spend, was was pretty much. Uh, a combination of Tadic, Frazier, Brady. Uh, obviously, the, I mean the Liverpool players are midfield eligible right. also. Uh, and Milner, Brunt, and well, probably just Brunt. Right, Brunt a little, Jaka. Yeah. In, in that spot, I mean, like you had you typically were picking three. Yep. Midfield, like the utility spot was not going to be a defender or a third forward. Right. If anything, well, I had a defender. Are you? I mean, that's why you lost to me. <laughs> I beat everybody else, though. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, you put up a good score, yeah. but you got kind of screwed by your goalkeeper. Uh, uh, right, so. I did. A little bit. Um, a little. Minus two is usually never a great goalkeeper score. Uh, our, um, If you look basically at our head-to-head, which is essentially the main cash lineups that we play, it was a 2v2 again. Mine was Heaton and Milner, and yours was Schmeichel and Frazier. Um Obviously, Schmeichel's 14 points to Heaton's minus two basically canceled out whatever Frazier and, and Milner were going to do. Right. And, but, the, and the rest of our lineup, just to go through, is yeah. that we, had, we both had 
uh, Cedric and Gomez mm-hmm. in defender spots. Uh, we both had Tadic. Uh, in our forward spots, we both had Mane and Mares. Mm-hmm. And there, there's and a 2 v 2 And Jaka, right. Um, so building the lineup, Milner was the one that I kept going back. He was the hardest one I had. And we talked on Thursday about you know how, how you deal with Mane, Firmino, and Mo Salah. When, when the three of them start, how do you choose the two of them? Well, they did us a favor. And they by, did us a favor, by, exactly. Right, by benching one of them. Uh, did you consider Firmino at all? Or how much yeah. did you consider him, really? Uh, originally, if, if all three of them were in, my attitude was to, I'll, with Gomez in, like knowing, because I, I also made a lineup previously with Alexander Arnold, mm-hmm. right? So thirty nine hundred exactly. And if I didn't want to go to Cedric and I could go to like a forty five hundred uh, defender, it's like there's a way to like if I want Firmino, I could get Firmino because yep. I have Jaka. That I, there, there was a, the five hundred difference between Mane and Firmino uh, wasn't that big of a difference. I mean, like it's not that I could find. I'll go down and goalkeeper or something. Right. So my first choice was if all three are in, and I'm going to take a Liverpool guy. And only one of them, uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go for Firmino in the center. But the key thing is in the center. Yep. Uh, because his value out wide is limited because he's really he's not a crosser. Right, so. he's not a crosser. Right. We and also we've seen last year that when Sturridge is in, like Sturridge is selfish. <laughs> he, he he takes up a lot of space in the center and he does shoot a lot. Now I when Stur- I saw Sturridge was in, I was potentially considering. Sturridge in cash. Wow. Uh, but only because it is 7,000 and you have uh, exposure to the, the Liverpool yeah. attack. The problem is that, you know, he's not playing 90. Yep. Uh, you, you know, he, he may not play eight. I mean, <laughs> he's not injured <laughs> at any point. Uh, but obviously he's goal dependent. But there was no need to. Right. Like every place that I upgraded because like, oh, if I wanted to play two expensive defenders and Schmeichel. Like, I could do that with Sturridge, but it's like, is the difference between having, you know, a 5K, a Holobus versus Gomez and saving the 1800 and going up to Mane and still having a good goalkeeper? Mm-hmm. I thought the risk-reward was Mane uh, with with Sturridge is going to be the first stub. So Sturridge is going to come out and Origi is going to come on. Or it's going to be a like, like, yeah. right, like-for-like. They're probably going to uh, substitute out if they're down a midfielder. Yep. So I'm like, Mane is pretty safe and he takes people on. And without Salah there, and Salah's the type that takes people on also. So Mane's going to see a lot more of that running at the ball, at the attack mm-hmm. than Firmino would on the wing. That's why I said when Firmino is out wide, like he's not worth 9,100. No. So that's why it's like, okay, I'm, I need Liverpool exposure. I'm not, I'm not a fan of playing Mane in cash normally, mm-hmm. but like I, I can't just have Joe Gomez in the in a in a three total game with yeah, them at home. Exactly, heavy favored, uh, and then there was really no other fo- unless you were going way down. There was no other forward that was that had a decent enough. I mean, other than Mares because yep. you know, monop- uh, not a monopoly, but a big share of set pieces and all the open play. Like he's the primary playmaker also. Yep. So it's like okay, that's safe points. Uh, now that I have that, I could pay, you know, but like, wh- where am I spending the money? And I tried doing it where I'm not going to play Jacques at all. Yeah. I'm going to try, I'm going to try to put in Tadic, Frazier and Brady mm-hmm. as my three midfield spots and have Mane and Mares in. Yep. And that didn't, and then I would have to go, Two I, mean, I would have to, right. Uh, not necessarily, oh, cause you had Gomez there, but 
but it's oh, Gomez, right. and you'd need to take a 3,400 yep. center back. Who's and not, yeah, you, can, you got a center back that's not Harry Maguire or... Right. That's probably... Even it. though he scored. Even right. though he, I'm saying you couldn't even get him if you wanted to. If you were right, like, oh, right. this is the center back I want. He's right, you couldn't expensive. even pay up for a good center back. Right. I mean, it would have to be just like a Watford center back, right. Doritos or something like that. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, so so I'm like, I don't like that in cash. Like mm-hmm. GDP, sure, why not? So putting that all together, it's like I'm, I'm just going to stick Jaka in my utility spot and knowing he's going to play at least. Yep. And then in some GPP, like for GPP, because I play 12 lineups, uh, I, I, only, I didn't play Lacazette. I didn't play any other Arsenal players. Me neither. Like it was just it was Jaka even in GPP lineups, mm-hmm. uh, and then the ones, and then I, because out of the twelve lineups, I had like nine of them with Jaka in it, and I switched from Jaka to Mustafi in half of them, mm-hmm. only for the Mustafi can, is, is the candidate for that the header center back header goal, so like I I had so many lineups that were like in the eighties that were cashing in GPPs, right, but you know twenty points could get me a nice payday, uh, but. Why am I keeping Xhaka in a lineup that currently has 85 points and also in a lineup that it's the only spot left that has 84.5 points? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I'll, I'll like yeah, sure, you could leave one guy in and then have both of them go up. But, like, my attitude is, it's like, I'm trying to for the top spots. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'll put half of them in for safety and then Mustafi in, because I couldn't pay uh, 3700 Like, you're either taking uh, a Stoke player or you're taking Mustafi. Like, there's no other... The Arsenal starters, there was no other Arsenal right, play. Right. Yeah, the the Milner thing, uh, I basically was thinking if he was a midfielder, and always was, he's in that Frazier, Brady. He was a little more expensive, but he's essentially Frazier or Brady. Like, I chose Milner over those guys. Yeah, but you you were using him as a, I mean, you were using him as a midfielder because you had him in the yeah. utility. Oh, yeah, ball. for sure. Uh, and that was the other thing I kind of like tinkered with, and it was like, if I uh, you know, I could have played him as a defender and tried to get a, a Cedric level midfielder, but that five thousand range, there are no cash plays in that range. There, Jaka was there. I saw people playing Pascal Gross, which was a total bust, um, and I wasn't going to take him. Hey, hey, hey! You can't two point seven five points for thirty one hundred. Fair. It's not a bust. You're right, I mean, it's you're not. Right. He had he zero for like seventy five minutes, but. Right, yes. but I'm just I'm just saying that like for that price, if he was 5800, then that's a bust. Right, um, and so and but going down to that level, like I already had Jaka, I didn't need two sub 4000 midfielders, and I basically went with I'm if I convinced myself that since I wasn't going Firmino, like the only difference I see between Mane and Firmino, particularly when Firmino's on the wing, is this possibility of set pieces from Firmino. And I thought, if Milner's there, he's going to take them. They're both right-footed. There's no, like, split. Uh, and so... Yeah, and if anyone's going to take it on the left side, that isn't Milner, it would be Henderson. Or, yeah, they could even let Robertson take one for all right. we know. Uh, so I was almost, like, doubling down on the Firmino fade. Like, I not only am I not taking Firmino, I'm going to take the guy I think will take the set pieces instead of him. And again, yeah, 10 points, set, three of which came from the clean sheet, which... Like, yes, they were favored and prob- had good clean sheet odds, but, like, you never know with Liverpool. And so, like, it wasn't—he wasn't terrible, but— No, I I, um, I I don't think he was a terrible—but yeah. in comparison, I mean, Frazier didn't make value five points for his 7,100. Right. 
but I I was more confident that there'd be more action in general in the Bournemouth Watford game than rely on Milner putting in fourteen crosses. Right. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. What did Brady finish with? Seven crosses. Yeah. Seven point five. I mean, did sixty eight hundred? He really didn't. Yeah. Do above value for what you could. I mean, pretty much. I mean, our our lineups scored based on Mane and Mares. Uh, Jaka made value for seven point seven five for thirty seven hundred. Uh, at tur- uh, as usual, uh, Soares uh was better than Bertrand. Yep. A lot of people played Bertrand in cash over Cedric, but Cedric outscored him. Do you know how many corners Tadic took? I'm not sure how many. Zero. Did they even get any corners? They won four of them. Bertrand took, took them? three of them, and Redmond took another. Redmond. Redmond took one. Yeah. Well, he also got the assist. And then Ward Prowse took three when he came on, right? But like we played Tadic for that, <laughs> and he got zero. Yeah, but I could understand if you played Tadic and Bertrand. I understand why you play Bertrand. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm saying we because... we took Tadic because we were like, oh, he's on sets because Ward Prowse isn't there, right? But he wasn't. Well, no, he was on one set, the most important. Well, right, set. the most important. Well, <laughs> right, one of the them, not both kit. of them. Right. <laughs> well, when Austin comes in, I know he's yeah. going to take. So yep. I mean that that that, that was. That was simple. I was not expecting Tottage to lie. I was hoping that he was. Right. But I'm like, no, Austin's going to take yep. this. Um, and what made you go with Casper Schmeichel? Because uh, I had the money to pay right. up. And uh, in comparison, I mean, I played Fraser Foster in uh, uh, GPP mm-hmm. also in some spots. Uh, I just thought Lester at home to Brighton, I think, that was the best opportunity for the price mm-hmm. in comparison to Forster and Liber- and uh, Mingale mm-hmm. that Schmeichel will get the win and clean sheet and see saves. Yep. And that like it's it's like uh, I thought that of For- Forster also. I thought like out of all the goalkeepers, uh, Simon Mingale, it's like it's win clean sheet or nothing. Mm-hmm. Like any any shot on goal that Crystal Palace has, it's either in the back of the net or it's not a shot on goal. Like, right. uh, it's not going to be that. Uh, Forster, uh, I thought, was in a position similar to Schmeichel, just that it's Fraser Forster, and he tends to sometimes... Minulate uh, it up. Right. <laughs> so it's like, I'm not as confident with the winning clean sheet, and it's for 5,600 up there. West Ham will shoot. I have no problem with him getting saves. Mm-hmm. I'm just with problem with him letting in two goals in the process, which right. is kind of what he did. Uh, not necessarily it's all his fault. But I just looked at Brighton's attack at Leicester going like Leicester will go up uh, and then let Brighton have a lot of the ball. Brighton will take a lot of long shots. So maybe Michael gets two or three saves with the clean sheet win. And for that price that I had the money to spend uh, on because playing Xhaka in the utility spot like there and Gomez in the defender spot. Like I could have got down from from Schmeichel to. I mean, I looked at Heaton. I mean, but Heaton wasn't that much. I mean, he was 5K. It's, that wasn't that low. The other guy I played in GPP, which was a good play, was Aurelio Gomez. Yeah, he. he I said it on the previous podcast, uh, 4,300. Oh, yeah, he was the one I had. And then when uh, Gomez was in, that's where I was like, okay, that's where I'm saving. If I had Gomez and Jacques, I didn't need to spend down for a keeper. So I was like, oh, I'll go from Gomez to Heaton because I couldn't get to Schmeichel or Forster. Uh, it was basically Heaton and Milner or just what you played, Schmeichel or Frazier. Like, that was the call. And 
when I decided to basically go go in on Milner, I just couldn't afford the other guys. And Heaton, like, I didn't think Heaton was going to be great, but I didn't think they would win. I did think they would win, and I did think that a clean sheet was possible. And instead, they gave up a goal, and he made no saves. Like, I, I wasn't playing him for his save upside, but like, I'll happily take the, the ten but, points in a one nothing Burnley win. Yeah, but that's that. But that's the problem with mid priced keepers on not the greatest of teams. That I take a look at their opponent. Like the if it was Leicester versus West Brom, it would be much different to me than Brighton versus Burnley. If it's Brighton versus no, it was, Burnley, it was Burnley, it was Burnley West Brom. No, no, but that's the problem. West Brom, to, uh, I view in the same same light as what I said with Forster in the West Ham games. Like West Brom, it's not a, a they're not shooting a million yeah. times. So like to me, the that Burnley is not that great of a team. So <laughs> like if West Brom like. Heaton's not going to get any saves, so it's either going to be he gives up one, and then you're paying 5K for nothing. Like, actually, like West less, Brom, less than nothing, actually. Right, less than nothing, <laughs> right. I just thought with 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 uh, with Jorilio Gomez that Boardmouth sh- pl- plays off attacking enough, as obviously they're home, that uh, even if Watford lose, Gomez could still put up 10 points yeah. on five saves, saves uh, and giving up one goal, you know, like eight points for 4,300, 10 points. Yeah, maybe and maybe Watford win. Women aren't a great team. Yeah. So, so I'm like for 4,300, and then I was able to spend other play. Like, you still need to spend the money in places. So uh-huh. when you're talking about paying down for def- for for goalkeeper, it's like it would have been so much a different of a situation if Gomez was not available as a defender and Jaka was not available as a midfielder. Right. Because now you're sitting there going, uh, do I pl- put in? Uh, <laughs> do I? Who's who? Do I put a Neom and Pascal Gross? Right. Like now, now you could now you go. Okay, it's not worth. Like now you have to pay down a defender because right. All the rest of it is just kind of a bit garbagey. Yeah. I mean, Richarlston. Some people played oh. Richarlston. Uh, the only G, the but, only head head I lost was against Richarlston. Yeah, but I don't I don't I don't blame people that played him in cash yeah. because it's a dinky do play. Yep. And you know me with dinky doos. I I didn't think this was a dinky do slate, but. You know, he was playing wide for Watford, and you know, you will be active for thirty nine hundred in a forward slot. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I I don't blame you. I didn't go there. I didn't even play him in GPP. Just I I was I was spending up on the high. I mean, I I'd I took Gabbiadini a bunch of lineups, rather and paired him with Amane, right? And then also played Mares in a in a midfield spot. Mm-hmm. Like like I don't need Richard. I mean. I already have my forward slots covered. I'm not going to play Richarlison at 3,900 as a utility spot when I have Jaka that I could use that I know is if I'm going to be if I'm going to be risky by playing goal dependent players in other spots, I'm not going to just double down on that. <laughs> Did you consider Mark Albrighton at all? Barely. Not. It's too expensive for not, you know. For sharing it with Mares, and also uh, you find that uh, Albrighton is all match flow dependent. Mm-hmm. And if Leicester, I mean, he put up a good score, he put yeah, up twelve points or something. Uh, but a lot of times, if Leicester goes up, he, you know, he puts up a three pointer if they score too early, because now they're not really like crossing a million times. Right. So, I when you have when for his price range, when you have Brady, when you have Frazier, when you have Brunt, even who's mm-hmm. cheaper, like I'd rather take someone that is actually on set pieces. For the floor, then, I mean, GPP obviously playable. Yep. But, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, you, you didn't need to. I mean, the lineup construction that you had, you didn't need to use some of the players. I, in fact, you probably could have 
rostered more midfielders if you had the spot rather than forwards. Right. And there's no way you I, I there's no way you don't have a Liverpool player in. Like if I wasn't gonna play Mane or Firmino or Sturridge, like I would have had to play Milner. Like yep. the, I I can't on that slate with that being at home highest total, they're gonna be attacking all game. Like like I can't just have Gomez. Yeah, when I at one point I had Gomez, Mane, and Firmino, and w- without Milner, and I just I was looking at it like that's actually that's too much Liverpool like too much goal dependent Liverpool right well Firmino's goal dep- I mean yeah, Mane's sure. goal dependent yeah, also you're right Mane's I mean, pretty consistently in the eleven to twelve point range though based on it depends I Mane I consider in the same vein as uh, as Zaha. Uh, like a high yeah. price forward guy that does is active enough to get peripherals, albeit not being on any set pieces right. or really being a crosser. Yeah, I think correct. Um, Mane scores more though. Like he, well, both are goal dependent. But well, that's what I mean. That's why I I I put him almost in a different class. Like he's he has a fairly decent non-crossing floor, but. Um, but he's like Tadic. I mean, Tadic is above him. You you feel more comfortable playing Dusan Tadic than you do playing Sadio Mane. Sure, but I can play Mane in a forward spot. I, well, I of course, that, that's the difference. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, really, that's all we're talking about right. is that Mane becomes uh, a cash-viable play because he does fit in that forward spot. But, like, if Tadic had MF yeah. eligibility, like, it's quite possibly that the first people that you slot in are Tadic and Mahrez on the past slate. Right. And then oh. you start looking around. Yeah. And then you play Milner in a defender spot. Right. Right. Would you... I mean, you obviously did think this, but did you think that Firmino, Mane, and Gomez were too much Liverpool? Too much goal-dependent Liverpool. Right. But who else... I would not. Like, well, who I, are the three I, Liverpool guys you take? If you're going to take three of them? Yeah. With the, the highest floor would be Gomez? I almost Gomez. don't even consider Gomez a Liverpool guy. Like, you were playing... like. And you were basically that was uh, start cheap starting fullback on the biggest favorite. Like whether it was Liverpool or not, like Gomez, like that doesn't matter. Like if it was it's, no, no, no. Hold on, it does matter, Andrew, because it's correlation between the two other players that you have. So Gomez assist will go into another goal. I mean, you have a lot. It's it's not like go, it's if Gomez was the cheap fullback. If it was like Pete or someone on Southampton mm-hmm. or something like that, like. Well, obviously, well, they're not a Liverpool play, but they have no correlation with the players that you're talking about. So if you're talking about three players, like you have to count Gomez because a Gomez to Firmino goal gets both players points mm-hmm. for Gomez crossing to. And, you know, it, 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 it's all it's all related to one another. So like the, the highest floor, if you're going to take just three Liverpool players from the past late, the highest floor would have been to take Gomez, Milner and Mane. If you had to pick three, now obviously, it dep- now they fit into whatever positional spots that may not be the most optimal. But if positions aside, I mean, the, those are the three. I mean, Milner's on set pieces, Mane peripherals plus goal scoring odds, and Gomez for the price, clean, drawn to a clean sheet, and he's he also attacks. He's, I mean, they're going to be attacking all game. Mm-hmm. I guess the way I was looking at it is if Pete has started. Well, Pete also isn't isn't thirty two. I mean, he would have been like forty three hundred. So it's not like it was that really? much of it. Yeah, he's like thirty. He's in the high three thousands, low 
four thousand because he played enough last year. Wasn't that a target? Or maybe it's target. Whatever, whatever, whatever it was. If Southampton had a thirty-two hundred dollar fullback and Gomez did not start, you would have played him, right? You would have played Southampton, but then you wouldn't have played three Liverpool players, right? Because then once Gomez isn't in, it's like I think all you did the most, as we discussed in the the last podcast, I said said you can make a case for having zero. I don't, I don't agree with it. You could definitely make case of having one in your cash lineup. You could definitely make a case for having two in your cash lineup. But I said make three. I don't think that's, I don't think that was cash optimal. Well, that, that's what I'm saying though. Like I, but this is, but this is before knowing that sure. we're going to have a thirty-two hundred dollar defender available. But, but my argument is, I was playing. I looked at it as as playing two Liverpool guys and a cheap fullback. Like I would have Joe, played. Joe peed. Gomez doesn't like hearing you say that. <laughs> he's a Liverpool player like all of them. But he's cheap. He's not right. He's not your standard Liverpool. Player. Yeah, but Ro- that we're all we're, we're glazing over the fact that Robertson actually was the better defender. Player. Oh, much better. Well, was he much better for a forty-eight hundred? I mean, he put up what fifteen points? Was it that many? I didn't. Yeah, I, didn't have I played him in a couple of lineups. Oh, all right. But I mean, you didn't know what you were going to get there, and he was still priced like he was across the ball for as a wing back for Hull. Right. So it's like <laughs> you're not going to take. You have to choose one for a cash lineup. It's like obviously you take the 3200 right. guy. But Robertson was crossing the ball like crazy. But yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't. Pl- I was playing Robertson like I played Robertson with Sturridge. Yep. I played like because that's a to me that's correlative. Like, if Robertson crosses the ball, who is he crossing it to? It's mm-hmm. going to be Sturridge puts in the back of the net. Yep. I, I mean, I played him with Mane also, but I'm just saying, like, I'm looking from a perspective of uh, I'm playing this guy not because I necessarily think he has a high floor, but he may get the he may get a goal live to the clean sheet, but I'm just like, it's too expensive. Hmm. Were there any- like, if, if Alexander-Arnold was playing on one side and Robertson was playing on the other side, it's like, you still take... Alexander Arnold, right? But if it like if Marino for whatever reason could play on the left side, like Klein, there's a perfect example. If it was Klein and Robertson, and they're both going to be about the same price, you take Robertson, right? For sure, right? Klein's going to be such a downer when he comes back. Is he going to get back in the starting eleven? I mean, Liverpool has European games now, yep. so we should be seeing all of these guys rotate in and out. Mm-hmm. Yuck. Uh, were there any other guys that you considered for your cash lineup that we missed? Not really. I don't think I mean, so, yeah. I mean, what else? I mean, Redmond, to me, wasn't a cash play. He never is to me. Right. Crystal Palace had no one. Right. Cash-wise. Okay, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, West Ham didn't really either. Oh, people played Arnautovic. I was yeah. I was happy when it got sent Thrilled. off. Cause, Thrilled. Right. Um. Brighton, we talked about gross. Yeah, all right, that's it. Right, there's really oh, no, I mean, or people played Shakiri and then Shakiri oh, did Shakiri things. Oh. The the only reaction I had when he went off was like, you should know that's coming. It's happening at some point. Right, you, it, it you was a classic. It was a classic last year's day, right. sort of. Tadic is chalk. Uh, he ends up uh, two and a half points, 20 minutes in. Shakiri, albeit not chalk, uh, comes in and gets injured 20 minutes in. Right. And then people are throwing. Ivan Narnadovich, who uh, wasn't really a play, he gets sent off. You got uh, Robson Kanu, yep. who comes in, he scores a goal, and then gets sent off. Quite a day. Um, 
Did you have any Jack Butland? No, but I can't blame you if you played him. Mm-hmm. I was actually I think... surprised at how low owned he was in GPPs. Well, because people are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Schmeichel well, was I... the winning goalkeeper, though, or for whoever won it was Schmeichel and not Butland. But right, there's more to that than just those two, namely Chicharito. But um, you want to talk about Sunday? Well, just with the goalkeeper, is that uh, the the difference between? Like, I thought Butlin would be more popular than Hennessy because Liverpool had, like, cash-viable plays. Yep. Like, Arsenal, like, it's jock. Like, I'm fine with it, – it's it's not perfectly correlative, but it's taking Jaka and Butland, you're not betting against yourself. Right. Because Jaka can make value without Arsenal scoring a goal. Yep. Like, a set-piece taker, that type of peripheral guy – I don't mind playing the goalkeeper against. Now, a fo- like, I'm not going to play Lacazette and Butlin together. Right. Like, I'm not going to do any of that. So, with, with Hennessy, with Crystal Palace, like, if so, if you're taking Gomez, it's like you don't take Hennessy because, well, then Gomez's clean sheet is dependent on Hennessy getting one. I mean, he could do 0-0 game. But still, Milner might. Look at how many Liverpool players were in play that, yeah, Hennessy. Like, if you're going to play a GPP lineup with no Liverpool, then sure, throw in Hennessy. Mm-hmm. That's perfectly fine. Uh, but I think the the Butland play for uh, against Arsenal was much more viable because they're. I mean, other everyone was a GPP play other than Jaka. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Hennessy, twelve saves, one goal conceded. Everybody very fired up about how that threw everything off. Even though it made sense to play him, if you weren't going heavy on Liverpool for cash or even for GPPs. Um, and Liverpool then obviously came on like they, they had a midweek Champions League match in Germany. Like it's understandable that they may not be at their sharpest. Right. But I like the fact that, you know, everyone after the 10 o'clock games were like, oh, Wayne Hennessy is going to do one of these goalkeeper things. Yeah. And then Butlin came and said, hold my beer. <laughs> uh, right. And Tom Heaton had negative two points. Uh, we saw it again Sunday also. Um, Jonas Lossel with 21 points thanks to Huddersfield's shutout win over Newcastle at home. He yeah, made but five he was, saves. People are complaining about him. He was the favorite. That's what I said. And he wasn't the cheap goalkeeper. Right. He was the second highest price goalkeeper. Right. Uh, obviously a, a two-game slate. 4,900 is usually not the second cheapest keeper. But uh, I agree with that. Like People were going crazy. And it's like if you thought Chelsea and... Spurs were going to score and you didn't think these two promoted sides were going to score much obviously taking the favorite from that game made sense right you didn't do that though well I didn't do it in cash I did yeah. it in GPP and I, I, I would have won the golden boot if it wasn't for Alonso's second goal mm. I didn't play any Alonso right? right just like let's to pay 6k for an underdog wing back yep. when if you looked at Chelsea's lineup it's like are you going to put any attackers on at point? <laughs> I mean like it, it was even hard to tell how the system was even going to work. Yeah. It looked like they just wanted to bog down the midfield and just get out of there. Yep. They both kind of uh, lined up that way. Right. They were both scared of each other because yeah. I think, I think uh, that Pochettino was more concerned that he's not confident enough with his wide players. Totally agree. That he's like, uh, they look. he looks at Alonzo and Moses and then Willian also roaming around going... Going, I really don't have any defensive wide players. Yep. 
Like Sun isn't a defensive player. Zizoko isn't a. All my defensive players are central players. Yep. So let's just. I'm just going to pack centrally, and cent- and Chelsea sh- saw the same thing. Yep. Like, like we don't we don't have any. De- we're, our defense is. Com- de- we don't have any central. We don't have defending central players. I have to take a guy that really isn't even fit, and have him play, and then <laughs> right. have a center back play as a defensive midfielder, yep. and just like just let's make sure uh, Ollie and Kane and Erickson. Just don't go centrally. Yeah. Like as long as they can. But once I saw that lineup, I'm like, like, I got to play Tottenham. I got to play, you know, Davis and Trippier. Yep. Because it's like who how, they're not going to get through that. That There's all those Chelsea players in the middle. So yeah. I'm 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 going for I'm going for the Ben Davis cross show and the Trippier. I mean, I, I out of the two, I play Davis more than Trippier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they both made that both are fine. Uh, I mean, Davis put up like 17, 18 points. Yeah, Davis was good. Right. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah. To, I played Loris. Like any goalkeeper you picked, it was a fine choice. I was considering that, that going down, I put everyone together and it was perfect. And I just paid up for Loris. But for 200 less, I'm like, if, if I didn't have this 200, I would actually like this lineup mm-hmm. with Lossal in. Where did want, Trippier finish? I didn't think he I was think that six points or yeah. something. Yeah, I mean, but not for a two-game slate. We're talking about yep. defenders on a two-game. I mean, <laughs> to get any point. I mean, to, if if you had the money, I didn't think Trippier was a, was a core play. For I agree, five hundred. But I didn't. The uh, same. Neither is Alonso. I if I had to rank the defenders based on price, I would play Davis over Alonso all the time. Yeah, I in that matchup with Tottenham at home. Technically, it's Wembley, whatever. Yeah. Uh, against a Chelsea side that is basically saying where we don't care about really scoring. <laughs> yeah. The I only played cash and had Alonzo in my lineup before. Like I built it with Alonzo, thinking to myself, "There's no way I'm playing Alonzo at that price at you know away at Spurs." And when I saw Trippier come in, I was like, "Oh, I usually." consider Trippier when he's in. Um, and so obviously because I built with Alonzo, I could take any of them. And eventually I was like, Davis has been taking corners. Like he's been splitting them with Erickson and Spurs should want to attack at home. So I think they'll win more corners. So I thought that gave Davis a little bit of a stronger floor. So I went Davis and said, Alonzo is definitely scoring now, but it wasn't drastically different until the second goal and in cash, it didn't even matter. Like not enough people played Alonzo in cash that I was going to get buried by that. Cause Davis, like you said, 16 and quarter points, like that's pretty good for right. And Alonzo, if you take away the two goals only had four points, right? Right. 4.75 points without the two goals. Mm-hmm. But really in cash, what, what, what would you do? You win is that if you played any other goalkeeper other than Lawson, you yep. lost. Yep. And that game was first, right? Right. Right. That game was first. And so when I like I I had a few more guys in that first game than others. Like I took uh you took Vertongen and I no, took well, I, I I only took Vertongen because I was prepared for Kyle Walker Peters to play. Right. Oh, okay. Um I ended up taking just throwing away money with Chancel and Bemba because I saw that he was starting. So the oh, he's, lineups, he's not a fullback. No, I know that. Why I know that. People I know do that. that. Why no, I know do people that. do that, Andrew? Can we go out and slap some people? It was 3,200. That's why they Who did Who cares? It. He's a center back. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he's wide. Chancellor Mbemba is not bombing forward and <laughs> sending cross. 
he drew a foul in like the first minute. I'm like, here we go. He'll get him. That's it. That's all he got. <laughs> 3.25 points for 3,200. Okay. That's no, all I needed. Yeah. All right. But when I, when I saw Lossell's score and I was like, you know, other people, if, if this next game has like three goals in it, if they're spread out, like I might be okay because I have this 21 point goalkeeper like that. And if I think there are goals in the other game, though, Loris and Courtois are probably not scoring 21 points. And that's kind of what happened. If you didn't have Lossel, you probably weren't cashing. Right. But again, we had a 2v2 there where it was Lossel and Mbemba versus Vertonghen and Loris. And it was right, but it was it really supposed to be difference. Kyle Walker Peters. I right. screwed up there. But I mean, I was Well, Trippier was G- very questionable. I mean, the. There was no guarantee he was going to come back. I I didn't even think even if he passed a fitness test that he'd even start. I totally agree with that, too. Like he'd pass the fitness test and be like, OK, now you're on the bench and you'll come in at some point. It's right. like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to get the thirty five hundred fullback in a favorite spot. And that that's the risk. you t- I mean, that that's the risk you take with the yeah, with the way that uh, Pochettino has talked about uh, Walker Peters that like. He's not quite ready and all this stuff. There was no thought in me that he would be the one moving forward a lot against Chelsea. Like that made me feel better about Davis. Cause I was like, if they're going to use a wing back to fly forward, it's going to be him and not Walker Peters. Like they can't afford to have him be like well out of position against Willian and whoever else they started Alonzo and Moses. Like, right. So Chancel and Bemba was good enough for me. Uh, I could understand Mankio. He's I thought about he was. Fullback. I didn't have. Yeah, I didn't have money for Mankio. Even though L- Low or Smith. I mean, at least these are fullbacks. Chancel and Bemba is a. Yeah, I don't think either of those guys made value either. But you're right. I L- probably no, did fine. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Where was he? Oh, forty five hundred. I didn't have that. Come on. You gotta save up that. Cheap. Save up from yeah. previously. <laughs> Would you have considered? Um, well, I guess he ended up not. But so that was the other thing. So the Opta lineups basically changed like four times uh, after they were announced in terms of formation. Like we saw the first one that came out for Chelsea was as Pili Cueto was playing as a as the right fullback and Moses was playing further up and Luis was still um, back as a center back. And then they changed it to put as Pili Cueto back and Luis moved up. And the same thing happened with Mbemba. He was a left back and Kieran Clark was in the center. I'm sorry, they had Mbemba at right back and Mankiw on the left. They swapped them with Kieran Clark, and it was, like, all over the place. Not that you were really, again, Mbemba's a center back that's basically playing as a wide player. You're taking Jan Vertonghen as a left back at that point. But, I don't know. I only played cash, so it was okay. Well, that's why you have to watch the games. Sure. Or look at the heat maps or something. Well, the heat map had Mbemba all over the left side. (laughs) (laughs) But it, but it, it comes down to, as, as people have pointed out on Twitter, that your outfield players don't matter. Take whoever you want. As long as you get lucky with goalkeeper, you win. That's right. That's right. Um, people are really angry about that. And uh, I fought it a little bit yes, last night on Twitter because uh, I, I always put myself in a position to argue a little bit. Or at least I try to be somewhat reasonable. Which is really stupid on Twitter because no being reasonable on Twitter. Right. What are you stupid? Exactly, right. I am. I am. That's um, like playing Chancel and Bemba as a defender. <laughs> um, but 
I think everybody looked at Hennessy, and just like you said, like everyone's like, oh, you're not going to win without Hennessy, and then plenty of people won without him. But that's like a total outlier performance. That's yeah, but you say it's an outlier, then Butlin did it, and then the Gomez on the interleague slate like puts up 31 points. Oh, I as saw a, that. The as the well, that one made keeper. sense too, though. Like I understood that play. I understood right. all of them. Like, but all see the, the thing that people don't get, uh, at which as I always say, people are stupid. That uh, it, it's these aren't outlier performance. These aren't outliers. That is you. You're paying down for risk. Mm-hmm. So understand that the cheaper goalkeepers, heavy underdogs especially, or goalkeeper goalkeepers in general are the highest variance position. First yep. off, uh, the range of outcomes is wider. So like. Uh, there are plenty. Hey, we're going to get into, you know, uh, group stage Champions League and some people go, OK, I'm taking uh, I'm taking the goalkeeper facing Real Madrid mm-hmm. uh, going. Well, they're going to destroy them, but the goalkeeper is going to get 14 saves and give up four goals and I'm going to get 20 points. Uh, you'll see plenty of times that they give up four goals and make one save and it's negative six and you're done. Right. Like like that. If you looked at a distribution curve on the range of outcomes of goalkeepers on the low side and the high side, the high priced goalkeepers that are favored don't have the distribution of upside results is lower, but the distribution of downside results is, you know, is tighter, is is lower also. But the curve leans towards a like an average of eight to 10 points Mm -hmm. a, a, a game. Now, sometimes it's 16, sometimes it's negative two, sometimes it's three, the classic three of the win <laughs> and the one goal against and the no saves. Right. <laughs> uh, but for the cheaper goalkeepers, uh, the distribution curve is as often as uh, uh, a high price keeper gets eight to ten points. It's as often as the cheap keeper gets zero to two. Yep. Like not even negative, not negative two, but just like zero to, you know, gets three saves, two goals against loss, two points, <laughs> something like that. Uh, more t- and a little bit more times that compared to, to, uh, to the high price keepers, they'll get negative six. Uh, but the times that they get, you know, 26, that only happens to cheap keepers only because the, the favorite team is shooting all the time. Right. The high price keepers are typically not facing a, a side that is coming at them all game. So those high price keepers really don't have save upside, but they're more likely to consistently get you in the eight to 10 point range over the long run. We're not talking about just one weekend or anything like that. So you're paying for the risk. My attitude that, that, that I've always expressed with the goalkeepers where, you know, I don't like them. I just think that the price range is too wide. And it's it's a matter of on DraftKings. Obviously, we're all talking about DraftKings, not the other scoring systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is that that you pay down a keeper, and then you save so much money to pay up everywhere else for stuff, and that's why you do it. If the goalkeeper, if the range of prices was, you know, in bet- just like I said with the Sunday slate, I said, you know, I think out of the top price goalkeeper was 5,100. The lo- lowest price goalkeeper was 4,400. That's much more of a choice. I don't, I don't factor in what can I do with the other 700. It doesn't do that much for me. Right. That I'm just going to pick the one that I think is going to do best. And I should have picked Lossel because that's who I actually thought was going to score the most. 
in comparison to Lori's. But I had the money. I said, why not? Mm -hmm. But when the when the price range is like that, it's it's easier to do that. If it was between fifty five hundred and forty five hundred, like you don't save enough where you're thinking in terms of price per dollar type of thing. But when it's like, well, I could just pay down for Butlin and just play all the set piece takers. Like, why wouldn't you do that? It's it, even if Butlin scored negative two, you may be able to make it up elsewhere anyway. Right. So that's why with the burn back on Twitter, you know, his it, it, perfectly rightful argument back is if that's the case, how come more people don't do it? <laughs> like they look at their 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 uh, analytics and go like, how could then how come the cheap goalkeepers are never as high owned as you make it like everyone's complaining that these cheap goalkeepers put up big points and it's not an outlier yet time and time again. They're eight percent owned, right? And and my response back was like, well, the people that that don't do that are the stupid people that aren't on Twitter arguing about it. Uh, the ownership uh, is of sharper players that do that, uh, but just in general, like there are certain slates where that is the optimal way to do it. There's certain slates where that may be the optimal, but you don't want to leave twelve hundred on the table. Like the optimal would be to spend forty eight thousand eight hundred right but we just we have some psychological reasoning of well i got to use the 1200 somewhere to pay up for a better vote or something but really just you look at a on a, on a case-by-case basis and if you are a skillful player if you are profitable at dfs soccer on DraftKings, uh this i'm, I'm talking about this is for the people that believe that they are somehow at a disadvantage because the goalkeepers are fluky like this. Uh, the more fluky stuff that happens, the more that it benefits non-skillful players. So skillful players, if you're really skillful, uh, obviously, you, you, I would, hey, the less goals that get scored in a slate, the better I do. Sure. In the long run. Because I don't have to worry about variance. I just take the floor players, ones that I think of. You go after Chikorito, who will score two goals. In a game once and then put up three duds. You feel free to find those games. Uh, but the more varies that you put in, it actually helps casual, non-skillful, because they could get lucky. And that's perfectly fine. But in the long in the in, in the long run, if you're a skillful player, you should you know, you don't want any of this, but once the game becomes too skillful, then all the all the bad players go away because they lose all their money. <laughs> Like so, I take a look. It's like it. It's a, just no one says that in baseball. Baseball is high, extremely high variance. Mike mm-hmm. Trout goes over five plenty of times that he hits two home runs in a game, but everyone understands that that baseball is 162 games in a season, and you know if you played Mike Trout and Bryce Harper every day, you're probably going to make money. Just on a specific day, they're going to go over four. So no one just like oh we got it. We got to reduce the points of home runs, right? Just like you said, you said even on Twitter, it's like. Like, are we going to reduce the, the, the points for goals? Because, like, well, last week was, hey, last week was Mounier invokes. And mm-hmm. this week was Chikorito. Like, we can't have a goal from a fluky player, like, that we didn't expect. It's like, no, that's what makes DFS Daily Fantasy Daily Fantasy. Right. Like, that's, if people didn't get lucky like that by taking a longer shot and occasionally coming through, then we're all, that we... We'd all be playing against each other with one v ones and two v twos, like going is 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 Brady going to be better than Frazier? Like like it, that, and that's going to be the game because every it. other spot is going to be the same because we all have didn't know what the optimal 
point per dollar plays are. I think I've always, um, you just brought it up, I've always kind of equated goalkeepers with fairly cheaper, maybe even in a relatively same price range, goal-dependent forwards that um, Chicharito scores twice this week and everyone's like, oh, you can't can't win without him. The, the difference, I think, is that uh, high-variance goalkeepers don't fit the cash game strategy of guys who are like there is no cash game goalkeeper and that's what throws people off that you're basically it's including variance or high variance players in a cash game that theoretically shouldn't you're 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 trying to find guys who are not very variant and that's what pisses people off right because goalkeeper is naturally variant right like yeah like we we always we always piss and moan when it's like before uh we had the multiple position eligibility of like, there's not enough forwards that are playable. Like we are, it's like two finding those two forwards that you could live with yourself in double ups was just a pain in the ass. Right. That we're, to, we're that's how where the dinky do comes from. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm tired. I'm tired of paying up and getting nothing out of high price forwards. That I'm like, I'm just gonna uh, two two Chicago Fire forwards. You know, like the <laughs> that type of stuff. <laughs> uh but goalkeeper, and that's why plenty of times when strategy wise for well who do you select for goalkeeper and i go when in doubt build the rest of your lineup and then whoever fits just throw in Mm -hmm. like you're to me you're never really going to be wrong in cash with any goalkeeper as long as you're not playing in gpp you don't want to play you know obviously non-correlative things you know i'm going to play three forwards in the goal but sometimes hey that is the optimal and so you'll see when champions league comes out there are plenty. There's going to be plenty of times where the optimal lineup could be Cristiano Ronaldo and the goalkeeper facing him. Right. Because it's quite possible that Ronaldo gets a hat trick and the goalkeeper gets twelve points. Exactly. Exactly. There's I, some. There, there's specific times, but it's not just I'm um, okay. Who's the cheap goalkeeper? And then let me build the rest of my lineup. <laughs> I think. I think in terms of build the rest of your lineup and then go who. I mean, I do, like we discussed on why I played Schmeichel over Foster, over Gomez, over whoever. Uh, but that comes into because I had the money. If I look and I go, I think these seven outfield players are the optimal lineup, and I have 4,500 left, I'm picking whatever goalkeeper. Like, But if I had a choice between a 4,400 and a 4,300 goalkeeper, I'm just going to pick the one based on what I – I'm not going to just spend all my money. Mm-hmm. I may end up paying only 4K for a goalkeeper, but it's like, can I use the extra 300 to upgrade anywhere else? No, and then it's not going to be, you know, optimal for cash in my eyes. Then I just leave 300 on the table. That's fine. But I don't sit there and go, if I went down at this place, can I go up an extra 300 to grab this goalkeeper? It's like, no, a 4,800 and a 4,500. Like, just, it's, it's rolling the dice. So to me, I'm playing a cash lineup in a double up of seven guys and a dice roll. But everyone's rolling the dice. So whatever it is, it is. Mm-hmm. I just feel like everybody's always shocked at the variance. Yeah, because people are, they, they don't know. They don't, they, they, people are shocked by like probabilities in general. Mm-hmm. You say something's an, a, a 90% probability, they're like, oh, then it has to happen. It's right. like, no, one out of 10 times. It's like, well, one out of 10 times is, is pretty small. It's like, if you ran one out of 10, it would, you're like, if you, if every 10 websites you opened, a pop-up came up and one every, you would, you would, you would 
throw your computer out the window. <laughs> it's broken. It, this, and you, you describe it as this pop-up comes up all the time. No, only 10% of the time. Mm-hmm. So think in terms of, a, of like a, some of these goalkeepers where it's like a 65-35 shot, a 60-40. You go, oh, well, I want to pick the 60% guy over the 40% guy. And then you automatically assume, well, because it's over 50%, it should happen all the time. <laughs> but that's, but that, that is a psychological, like this isn't, we're not talking just DFS. Right. Yeah. People, little... people don't understand how probable Donald Trump being president was, mm-hmm. even think... though it wasn't probable, it was probable enough that you may have been worried that he would be voted in. Right. The, uh, it's the plane crash question that if, you're like 80%. That's definitely going to happen. It's like, well, if you got a plane and there was an 80% chance that it landed safely without crashing, would you, would you get on that plane? Never. Of course not. Right. <laughs> 20% is ridiculous. Right. right. If there was a 1% chance, I would get on the exactly. plane. Exactly. One out of 100 is still way too high. Right. Right. So there you go. There's your Wayne Hennessy. Right, just like that, just like the one out of a hundred chance that you would you would beat me. It happened last week, and yep. now the ninety eight times, uh, you're not gonna. And and you did. Hey, you actually, you would have cashed in all double ups had you played them. Where, on Sunday? On Saturday? On Saturday, I did. Okay, so yeah, there you go. And Sunday. And Sunday, it would be better than me. Thanks for Giannis Lossel, though. Only reason. The only. But only he was reason. a fine. He was a fine play. I know. They all were. All four were. All four. Anyway, uh, if anybody has any questions on what we discussed here or that we didn't, feel free to contact us. Twitter's probably the best, so you can hit Jordan up at BlenderHD. You can also, I highly recommend subscribing to the Fantasy Flush podcast, which isn't nearly as um, regular as it used to be, but still pretty good when it comes out. And if you want to find me, you can find me at Rotowire Andrew. Jordan, I'll talk to you later this week to talk about the amazing slate that we have coming up next Saturday. Oh, man. Right, and it's going to be an hour of goalkeeper talk. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.